Welcome back. We see this little thing here. Don't know if you can see it. Um, chewable vitamins have been around forever for when it comes to kids, but now they're big business in the adult market for people who can't swallow or um, uh, pills. And I, there was a phase where on my treatment where I couldn't. Uh, these chewable gummies are fine, but now they've become a bit of a fad. In fact, it's now a seven billion dollar marketing place. They're called. Uh, Candy suticles, uh, and by some estimates I've got here, adults now comprise of up to 80% of the gummy vitamin market. Are they as good as? I mean, you can get them all sorts of things: C, D, B, all these sort of things like that. Are they as good as they claim? Can you overdose on them? Uh, let's find out. My next guest is someone that I'm hoping can tell us all of this. Uh, Arj Turuchelva is a nutrition uh, nutritionist and performance coach. Joins us now. Arj, so tell us, look, I've got one here. I can't remember which one this is. Are they as good as taking the pill? And is the pill as good as actually eating the food? Hi, Tricia. Thanks ever so much for having me back on. Um, does that taste good? <laughs> it's sugar. It's sweet. It's all sugar. Yes. So this is this is a really interesting area. And that that seven billion dollar industry is something that's certainly um, really taking off right now. I've got to declare straight away. I was actually on an advert a few years ago for one of these gummies. Um, yes, that's right. Maybe maybe the one you just tried. There there are some real positives actually to the gummies and. It all stems from that market um, kind of appealing to, to children and youth, and it's just moved forward. And the overall answer is if, if you are deficient in vitamins, in minerals, this is a good option to go down. But you've, you've, led, um, you've led some of the points that we need to be careful about already in terms of sugar and um, the amount of, of vitamin that's in there. Definitely, that is something that we need to be aware of. But can all vitamins, because I understand that um, some vitamins like C, B and D may not be as readily absorbed in a gummy form and their quality could degrade in the po uh, process. Probiotics are unsuitable for gummies because they, apart from one, they need a stable environment. Um, it's, it's OK for individual nutrients in limited combinations because, of course, people are going to think, ah, they're sweets, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking you're more likely to overdose on them. So there are some issues with them. Yes, I, th I think it's, it's always first and foremost to say this is a supplement. It is there to supplement your diet. And that is the exact same for any type of, of multivitamin, etc. Um, when, when you look at overdosing as such on, on these vitamins, the majority of our, our vitamins are what we call water-soluble, so that they aren't things that we need to be concerned of because they don't store within your body. Um, vitamins A, D, E, and K, they can be stored in your body, and that's what we need to be particularly aware of. And the limitation, really, that lies within these gummies is that because the shelf life is quite short on these products because of the way they're manufactured, you've, you've said so yourself, you've done your, your research there, Trisha, with stable environments, is that basically manufacturers look to increase the amount of those vitamins within the product to, to increase its shelf life. And that is the limitation that we must be aware of. Um, obviously, the, the smaller size human you are, the more important that becomes. There are a couple of more recent studies. Um, there was one by a guy called Wagner um, and his team in, in 2019, and another by a, a gentleman called Evans in 2019. 
who basically demonstrated that the bioavailability, which again, you've, you've alluded to there, Tricia, and take my words out of my mouth, um, that's, that's the area which we've been most concerned about. And on these two quite large studies, they demonstrated the bioavailability, the amount we can absorb has been either actually better than a tablet, a normal tablet that you see in a, a shop, or almost the same. When we say almost the same, that there might be percentage differences, but when you're talking about micrograms, the absolute values are, are very, very, very minute. So you, you don't need to be too concerned about perhaps not absorbing as much of it as possible. The, the negatives more lie around the fact they, they sometimes overfill the gummy, or perhaps what you said right at the start, the sugar content can actually be quite high on, on some of the, the gummies available on the market right now. Yeah, they do say it's like sweet. Surely the best place to get your vitamins in an ideal world is from, from food. Yes, yes, absolutely. Every single time we're looking at that plate in front of us, you know, there should be a lovely rainbow of, of colours on there. There should be your, your protein source, whether that's dairy, meat, or you've got a vegan source. There should be your, your carbohydrate. But then, yes, a third, two-thirds of that plate, green, reds, oranges, that's where you want to get your vitamins from. Oh, and I've just thought of something else because you said about vegan sources as well. I'm vegetarian. Um, I'm not vegan. I'm vegetarian. And I don't have anything with animal products in. So if people are interested in those gummies, as I know, you've got to really pick out and find the vegan gummies because most of them have gelatin in them. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. Yes, the, the formation of these products is is a little bit of a marvel in, in itself. And there was a a company which were 3D printing these these um, actual gummies. I I would be yes. That was the that was the company that I basically featured in the advert for. You know, go and find that on YouTube if you can. But um, I think that when you look down the lines of of uh, accounting for dietary requirements, things get very very difficult when you start toying with a, a gummy as opposed to a, a vitamin in, in its normal tablet form. And realistically, you know. Are you taking your tablet for health? Are you taking it for a, an enjoyment process? I'm, I'm taking my vitamins, you know, once in the morning and I'm having it with a big gulp of water and it's done and dusted. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, mine are prescribed. I have to take them. But um, and let's talk, uh, let's talk about, um, you know, when we talk about the, the, the industry, it is an industry, isn't it? It is a big sell. It's very hard not to decide that you need absolutely everything. However, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, everyone would agree that in the, the winter months, especially me as a person with dark skin, during the winter months, you really need your vitamin D. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, vitamin D3, to be honest, every single person on the, this planet requires some form of supplement during the year. The majority of us in the Northern Hemisphere need it, need it all year round. And um, contrary to this bright light I've got in here, I'm, you know, I'm a darker skinned individual, so my requirement is, is elevated as well. Um, there is an upper limit for vitamin D3, which we have to abide by, which is 4,000 international units. And generally, if you're Caucasian, you can err on a much lower level throughout the year. But in winter, you, you double it. And then if you are darker skin colouring, then you certainly do already need that higher dosage, 2,000 international units, perhaps all year round. And as you get to winter, going much higher again. 
so why why is that just tell us for people who don't know what vitamin d does and what lack of it does uh why do we need to do that yeah, so vitamin D3 is a really interesting vitamin, actually, because we're discovering more and more that this vitamin has processes within our body for absolutely every function. Initially, we, we treated it as a standard vitamin, you know, it would contribute to our um, metabolism, our ability to generate energy from absorbing foods. And as time has gone on, we've found it has great effects within the sporting environment and great effects for generating energy, wellness. Every single function of our body seems to be affected by vitamin D3 consumption. And naturally, we, we associate it with seasonal affective disorder and mood. But it, it's actually been um, really realized to, to have many, many more facts um, surrounding. So certainly be looking at your vitamin D3 consumption. And to do that, a great starting point is always a blood test to understand just how deficient or sufficient you are. Ah, and the other thing people always associate with winter is they need more vitamin C. Um, it, it, now, vitamin C, what's best? What, orange juice, um, a gummy, or, or, or what? Um, vitamin C is, is definitely the association, and I think you know the answer to this one already, Tricia. Um, there is an awful lot more um, around vitamin C from a marketing perspective than actually having an effect on uh, protecting us from seasonal infections. Um, if, if you're consuming your, your fruit and veg, that's going to be sufficient for the majority of the time. Perhaps if you are a little under the weather, there is some low-level research which suggests um, vitamin C consumption in quite high dosages. So you're not going to be able to get it from fruit or veg realistically. You're going to need a supplement to do that. It can shorten the duration of your illness but it's not going to prevent that common cold uh, affecting you. But do you think people need to be more uh, be more careful about which vitamins and how many they take? Because vitamins are seen as kind of like quite inane, you know, that it doesn't matter. And I know people who thought, oh, I feel really ill, so I'm going to take more vitamin C tablets or what have you. Do you think there's a, a, a people see them as being safe no matter how many they take or what they take? Are there some that you know you could take together that might prove a problem? Yeah, I, I, I think there are, there are two issues there realistically. There are contraindications between vitamins and minerals that we consume and making sure that the, the ratio between them is, is appropriate. And certainly for certain individuals who perhaps have a, a calcium deficiency, taking a multivitamin that isn't necessarily balanced would have um, like maybe not drastic issues for their health, but it won't necessarily be perfect or ideal. The other aspect, realistically, is where are we getting our supplements, our multivitamins from? Is it a reliable source that you can be quite well assured that it was sourced correctly? Or is it from a, a website that perhaps has only existed for a few months? You don't realistically know where they are based and where they get their ingredients from. As a, a person who has worked so much within sports, that's, that's my background actually comes from sports. There is always the concern of understanding the source of your, your supplements to avoid contamination and to ensure that it has been handled from manufacturing right through to, to purchasing in a store correctly. But 
much isn't there any regulation of the the vitamin and it, aren't there rules and regulations about what that you know you, you're talking about where they come from or what have you don't they have to fall within certain guidelines there is a regulation the regulation does exist I think the ability to manufacture and for so many individuals to be able to manufacture and source these products now, as opposed to perhaps 20 to 30 years ago, has made it much harder to regulate, though. So if you think that you or I could effectively start a, a supplement company quite, I'm not going to say easily, but we could go about it and it would take quite some time for, for us to go through the checks. Um, I mean, many, many, many years ago. Uh, I actually worked within the, the supplement industry and things were different then. I wouldn't be able to say what it's like now, but there is definitely the scope for things historically not to be um, as closely checked as you would hope for. And that's that's generally not on the European side of things. It, right. it tends to be over in the States. The European Food Standards Agency were pretty good at this. And just to finish up, though, and we've said that, you know, fresh fruit and vegetables and everything else are, are, are the best way to get it. Uh, there is the cost, isn't there? There is the cost. They're not cheap, these gummies. Yeah, really expensive. Um, I mean, I understand that the, the needs that those costs come from, and there is obviously a market for them. I would go down my, my own supermarket and buy my, well, this is what I do. I go down my own supermarket and I buy my, my multivitamins there. It, it, it does the same thing. So um, for, for the price and the convenience, it's not a problem for me. Yeah, yeah. Think carefully before you buy them. Thank you so much for, for joining Thanks us. So and much giving for having me, there. Tricia. You're so welcome. I'm still, I've got back to me gummies. Um, that's our... That's Arj uh, Tiruchelvam, who's a nutritionist and performance coach. If we're talking about uh, gummies there. Uh